Banks rallied and pushed indices higher yesterday on both sides of the Atlantic Ocean. Now the relief is welcome, obviously, as the Federal Reserve is now preparing to announce its latest monetary policy verdict today. But the visibility on what the Federal Reserve will do has never been so blurry and so uncertain. So all eyes are on the Fed today and what uh, the Fed makes of the latest banking stress in the actual environment of high inflation. So welcome. This is Swiss Codes Daily Market Talk. So it looks like the Fed will announce its latest monetary policy decision to a public with relatively calmer nerves compared to a few couple of days or a week and so ago. I mean, there's still this high volatility that we see in bank stock prices that continues as UBS, for example, rallied something like 12% at yesterday's trading session on news that the bank will actually cherry pick top dealers from Credit Suisse's investment bank and that instead of building a new and an independent bank which would be called First Boston and across the Atlantic we see that the First Republic Bank which actually lost something like nearly 50% at yesterday's trading session on a credit downgrade by S&P remember well that First Republic Bank jumped nearly 30% yesterday on possibility of further support to keep the bank afloat and a backup strategy a backup plan if that failed and well hence from the US Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen that the US government is now exploring ways to guarantee deposits of all sizes and not only deposits up to 250,000 US dollars which now seems to not be enough to avoid a bank run in case of crisis as showed the SVB debacle. Now, of course, the fact that the price action on bank stocks around the world looks like you know, the one that would be comparable to meme stocks isn't reassuring as a 10, 20, 30% rise is as disquieting in terms of volatility as a 10, 20, 30% falls. But the overall market volatility has gotten better as the VIX index is sharply from last week's levels. Gold tanked to $19.35 per ounce yesterday and the stock indices on both sides of the Atlantic Ocean were comfortably higher yesterday. In Europe, the stock 600 gained 1.33% at yesterday's trading session. The S&P 500 advanced by a similar amount in the US and closed yesterday's trading session above that 4,000 psychological mark and just below the 50-day moving average, which stands near the 40-12 level currently. The pressure on US Treasuries eased as well, and the US two-year yield is now around the levels it was before the Federal Reserve President Jerome Powell's speech to the Senate, which spurred the expectation of a 50 basis point hike from the Fed at this week's monetary policy meeting, but which now looks like it was ages ago as we had a banking crisis right after that testimony to the US Senate. And yes, it looks like it has been ages that we are dealing with the bank stress in the US or in Europe, but it's just a week and so that the whole thing just hit the fan. And when the SVB chaos started, well, the Federal 
Reserve members were already in their pre-Federal Reserve blackout period, remember? So no one, no member from the Fed could actually comment on the SVB situation and suggest what would be an adequate monetary policy response to the current turmoil. So the markets were and still are, left to themselves to shape the expectations of Federal Reserve for today's decision. And that uncertainty, that lack of visibility is what makes today's Federal Reserve decision this interesting because yes, activity on Fed funds futures looks like it finally is pointing at a solid or solidish consensus that the Federal Reserve should hike the interest rates by 25 basis points today. But no one really knows how much importance the Federal Reserve will put on the latest banking stress in the US, which in reality resulted in an uptick in Federal Reserve's huge, huge balance sheet due to the additional liquidity that the Fed had to put into the market. But which also tightens the financial conditions in the US quite sharply. Because look, the banking crisis actually raised all the worries that the credit flow from the US regional banks into the US economy could and will slow. And the premium that lenders now ask for lending to high-risk borrowers just popped uh, since a week while the flight to safe US treasuries actually pulled the US sovereign yields lower during the course of last week. And the fact that sovereign bonds and corporate bonds took two opposite directions since the uh, Silicon Valley Bank debacle, well, widened that high-yield corporate bond spread, obviously, and that gap went above the 5% psychological mark this week, which traditionally serves as a red flag, uh, hinting at higher-than-average credit risk in the market. So, obviously, the higher credit risk and the tighter credit availability that results from it, hence that the US economy could indeed continue to slow in the coming weeks and in the coming months and eventually step into recession in the second half of this year, which would in return slow demand and pull inflation lower. And that's exactly why the chances are that the Federal Reserve hikes by a final 25 basis points today to stick to their promise to bring interest rates in the US to around that 5% psychological mark. But we could probably forget about a further advance toward that 55 6% level. And what does that mean for equities? Well, the softer Federal Reserve policy and increased market liquidity to help banks navigate through the actual turmoil is obviously supportive of the stock valuations of the stock markets in the immediate future. So we could indeed see the S&P 500 index rally to extend in the short run, yet recession fears. And recession itself could actually catch the investors in this game. It would weigh on revenue and earnings expectations for the coming quarters, and that would limit the upside potential in stock valuation. So in numbers language, it would translate to something like, it could be interesting actually to consider selling a potential S&P 500 rally into the 4200 peak if, of course, we don't have economic data pointing at flourishing US economy despite all challenges. For now, it doesn't look like it. 
it doesn't look like it is the case after Facebook announced additional 11,000 job cuts I think that was last week I just lost notion of time but Amazon announced this week that it will shed 9,000 jobs on top of the 18,000 job cuts that the company announced earlier and these ones this 9,000 new job cuts would be shed in departments that are normally seen as the growth engines and the future of the company such as the Amazon Web Services for example and that really hurts and zooming out of Amazon even though the latest NFP figures and the jobs numbers from the US couldn't be stronger and more optimistic while well, Bloomberg highlights that nearly half a million jobs were cut from around 800 companies around the world the technology companies represent just around 30% of these nearly half a million job cuts consumer discretionary financials industrials, communications, healthcare, consumer staples, real estate, and even, even energy and materials and even utilities got rid of their workforce in the preparation for challenging macroeconomic conditions that are ahead of us. So this is actually an indication that there will be some slowdown in the economic conditions in the coming weeks and in the coming months. And the leather costs are yet to be seen through the US jobs data. Yes, to prove the Federal Reserve that the US job market is finally loosening to allow a further fall in the US inflation and the global inflation. But the data isn't pointing at sunny days ahead, as I said. So stock traders will actually be faced with the subtle uh, task of finding the right balance between slowing revenues due to slower economy and softer Federal Reserve with a better liquidity to deal with the bank stress. What is likely, however, is that we see the US dollar continuous journey to the south if of course, we don't have a hawkish surprise from the Federal Reserve decision today. The US dollar index has been giving back fields since last September. We saw a rebound between February and March due to these rising hawkish Federal Reserve expectations due to inflation that stayed just too high for too long. But the US dollar index never actually breached a key resistance level to challenge the past six months negative trend. And that's the major 38.2%. 2% Fibonacci retracement on the depreciation that actually started end of September last year. So if all goes well, if all goes according to the plan, meaning that the Federal Reserve hikes by final 25 basis points and signals the end of the interest rate hikes in the US, well, we will likely see the US dollar index return below that 100 psychological level. So this is all for today. I'm Ipek Özkardeşkaya and thank you for joining me and thank you for all your messages. I hope this episode of Market Talk has been helpful and it has been insightful to you. So please do not hesitate to leave your comments, your reactions, and your questions below as usual. And follow us on Instagram, on Twitter, and on LinkedIn for regular market updates. And subscribe, of course, to our YouTube channel for daily market comments. I will meet you again tomorrow. And until then, good day trading.